Yeah, because I had every intention on releasing an episode, releasing a podcast episode on Christmas Day. Uh, my day just got totally away from me, y'all. Like I had got like, I had got super busy, man. I was running around. I really wasn't doing anything gift wise, but like I had a haircut appointment. I worked a half a day. Um, I started my new job, y'all. I ain't even get a chance to even tell y'all about that, but I decided to take the position with DTLR. So I am working for DTLR now. Um, it Monday will be like my fourth day, uh, fourth day of uh, working there, and it's it's a different experience. Um, I got to totally total. I got to totally turn off. Uh, all the stuff that I learned that um, Under Armour in the time that I was there, because it's it's different. Uh, and and you know, uh, granted, I'm in a whole different. Um, I'm in a whole different just position altogether. Um, I still have to turn off the practices that I've learned there um, at Under Armour and kind of reprogram myself. Uh, to what we what we're doing here yeah but I decided to take the position at DTLR it just seemed like it was more of a it was more of a fit for me um in the in the timeline and the course um the course framework of what I want to do um going forward and uh I decided to you know run with them so um thank y'all for the for the uh the prayers and the the well wishes and i'm pretty sure it'd be congratulatory text messages and probably emails but um thank you in advance for those i really appreciate all the uh all the support behind the scenes um that you guys have been giving me so uh but yes yes uh nevertheless i was going to record yesterday um, I was going to record the podcast episode on Thursday and it was going to release on Christmas Day, um, but I did not do that. And here I am recording for, I guess this will be for the Monday episode because I'm not going to, I'm not really not going to change the scheduling of how they come out. I wasn't going to, I was like thinking about like, yo, maybe I could just record today and then just drop it today and that would be like the Friday episode and then I'll come back and drop something on you know record again today or tomorrow and that would be the Monday episode and I'll be like all caught up but like now nah, plus you know I was out really enjoying my Christmas man um with the family um I went up there I was masked up set hand sanitized up you know I washed my hands probably every 20 minutes every 15 20 minutes I was washing my hands um, limited myself on like the hugs and physical interaction. And we did pretty good, um, as a family of just like keeping ourselves distance, um, from each other. And when we went to eat, everybody just didn't jump up at the table. We kind of like, you know, paced ourselves and, and, um, you know, it seemed like everybody enjoyed their Christmas, man. I got to see my mom and my sisters. I did not get to see my baby sister, Gina and my niece, Kendall, which, um, was saddening to me because it feels like I don't even see my niece, Kendall anymore. Um, I just kind of catch her when, uh, with my mother, when she pops up over my mother's house and she'll like call me off my mom phone. My, my sister is really trying to limit the exposure, um, of my, my niece to like 
you know, technology, the phone and stuff like that for right now, as she gets into like teenagehood, I guess she wants to, uh, she wants to kind of help out in developing, um, you know, her mind frame as to like, not want to just go rushing and grab the phone and be stuck on the phone all day long. So, um, you know, it's a trying thing. Like I can't really get in contact with her unless I call my sister or, Unless, like, again, it's, unless she over my mother's house and she ends up, uh, and she ends up, um, you know, getting the, uh, getting the phone from my mom. So, um, and that's my niece. She's, my niece is 13. Um, she'll be 14 in March. My daughter will be 13 in March. So they're very close in age. They're very close together as far as, uh, their relationship with each other. And, um. Yeah, man, I don't really get to see her as much as I as I would like. So I'm going to turn that whole thing around. Looking forward to it when I get my house, man, I'm having everybody come down, you know, so. Um, But yeah, we are. Um, I had a great Christmas. Uh, My my child, she seems to enjoy herself. Her siblings were enjoying themselves. Um, We, of course, enjoyed watching them <laughs> just do their thing as far as uh opening packages out th- yesterday was the first day i went to sleep in 36 hours uh i literally stayed up from thursday to yesterday thursday to from thursday to yesterday when did i get back i got back here around closer to midnight so i would say like Maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock, 11.30. I got back to Baltimore. Um, and I stayed up. I was up the whole entire time. We got there. Um, I got, well, I said we. It's me. I got to PA around Thursday. I got there at like maybe 8 or 9 o'clock at PM. Got off of work. We had a half day at work. Ended up. Going to the barbershop, getting tightened up there. Um, and I got on the road. I told myself I'm not going to get on the road until the malls and Walmart and all of that closes because traffic is going to be horrendous. Like everybody's out doing their last, last, last minute shopping. And Christmas Eve is one of the most terrible days to like travel on Christmas Eve. And I say Thanksgiving Eve are like two of the most and Black Friday are like two, like three of the most just terrible days to even try to travel to get anywhere at um because there's so many people out and it's congested everywhere so um i ended up leaving like around seven eight and the, i would have got there in a reasonable i usually get to like pa in like a good hour like 55 minutes to an hour i'm already there right but it was raining so bad and it was windy and it was pushing the car in different directions and I had to really, I had to really stay focused on the expressway um, as I was on my way up to PA because it was just, it was just bad. I didn't see a whole lot of accidents, which was good. I think I seen one when I got to Delaware. Somebody looked like they lost control and ran into a median, totally totaled their car. But um, and prayers to them. I don't know who they were, but I just seen the car and the car looked crazy. But uh, yeah, they. Yeah, man, it was just a rough ride, man. It took me maybe an hour and like 20 minutes to get there as opposed to like my regular hour to get there, hour and 20 minutes, hour 30 minutes to get there. And when I got there, um, 
when I got there, I went straight to my child's mother's house, you know, and the kids were up and they were like, they were hyped, they were running around, you know, it was Christmas Eve, you know, they running around, they making gingerbread cookie houses and all of this extra stuff. They, you know, dancing around. <laughs> they were like on 10, you hear me? And it was like, I'm looking at the clock and it's like getting closer to like midnight now and they still just running around, zipping all through the crib and finally you know my daughter mother was like yo y'all gotta go upstairs <laughs> like i'm tired y'all gotta go upstairs we didn't have any packages wrapped i told y'all she just had twins so like her energy levels is like she's working off of like a depleted battery at this point and um you could see it all in her face and like all she you know she kind of whispered like yo i don't have nothing wrapped like i didn't get a chance to do it since i had to go to the hospital and you know she was basically telling me and her boyfriend, like, yo, y'all gotta, y'all gotta do the rapping. Y'all know, y'all know, I don't even do no rapping of the gifts. Like, if it was up to me, I'd find the biggest bag and throw every single thing in there. And you just could pull out stuff and be surprised at the stuff when you pull it out. And I know, I know, I know I'm gonna hear the, oh, it's, a, it's about the surprise and da da da. But it's just like, my daughter's getting older. I don't think she really care about the rapping anymore. Um, Wrapping paper is such a scam, man. It's crazy. You buy rolls and rolls of paper just for them to tear up and for you to throw away. Think about that. <laughs> rolls and rolls of paper. Like, that's the biggest scam in history right there, if you ask me. One of the biggest scams besides, like, <laughs> student loans and and um, medical bills. Uh, it's one of the biggest scams. Car insurance or something like that. One of the biggest scams is up there. It's up there. You probably got medical bills, student loans, and gift wrap paper as like the biggest scams of all time. Somebody gonna have to do like one of those American greed joints on who who started the gift wrap business and and all of that, you know, because yeah, kids come downstairs, they rip open the you sitting up in there, and trust me, me and Reggie, shout out to Reggie, we struggled wrapping the gifts yesterday for the kids. It was it was uh I started getting it toward the end, but I couldn't really get down like the technique of like the folding to make it neat, the folding of the flaps on the ends to make it neat. So like I would have like the sides and the front, the top and the bottom looking real, real nice with the taping. But then when it goes to like the geometrical, the geometrical folds that you have to do to make the, the ends of the packages neat where you tape on each on each end and pull everything together very very tight couldn't get that part down so like every part of the gift looks great but then you had these bunches <laughs> like these knots of paper taped down like i would smash them down with my hand and tape and tape them down vigorously with a whole bunch of tape that didn't even that wasn't even necessary um and then i would just flip it over to make it look nice so all, i'm like all right as long as it looks nice on this side i'm good you know what i mean and i looked over and reggie was doing the same exact thing like he was balling up the paper on one end and then what he'll do is he'll take like he'll take like a whole new sheet of paper and put it over top of it and just tape that sheet of paper so that it looked like one big piece of paper that um and basically the kid would have to tear through two layers of paper to get to the gift but I'm like, we wasn't, you know, I'm happy I wasn't in it alone. Um, and me and him came together and we, you know, we got all the gifts wrapped. You know, we we went the lazy route. We took a bunch of boxes, Amazon boxes that the stuff came in. 
and we just do a lot of light things together and we wrap those boxes so it was too much stuff to individually wrap we'd have been trust me christmas would have probably started tomorrow sunday um <laughs> if we would have wrapped everything individually we'd be still wrapping gifts today the kids would have went to sleep and had another christmas tonight uh, or tomorrow morning and it, we would have been still wrapping stuff between yesterday and today for sure if we if if we would have went that route so before y'all cuss me out on the text message like yo y'all lazy and da, da, da. yeah listen we had to like we working with what we working with what four kids right now uh my daughter uh her two siblings, well, her three siblings, Gia, um, Harlem, and Britain. And then now the two new kids that's going to be coming, the twins that's going to be coming out, uh, you know, um, when they get out of the hospital. Twins are doing well, by the way. Uh, I, her mother um, said that they're in the NICU, but, you know, they were born prematurely. So they have to, you know, they have to go through that whole process. They're not done baking yet. You feel me? So they have to stay in the oven a little while longer. The NICU oven. The NICU oven um a little while longer, but they'll be home shortly. And um her mom said that they're healthy and everything like that. And they're responding to like being fed and they're warming up and you know, doing all the stuff that premature babies have to the signs that premature babies have to show before they're released uh home. So um probably like another couple weeks or so, they're gonna keep their eyes on them and they'll be home. But the, the this is two new additions to the family here, you know, and these are more gifts that we are going to have to wrap um and christmas is to come so yeah man um it was just a whole event yo it was a whole event it was and um then i left from there and i went to my mother's house and um got to see all you know got to see all my family my sisters came through uh my sister princess shout out to my sister princess she got a clothing line man i was like yo my sister just be out here wilding she just told me um recently and she started a clothing line that's doing pretty well. Um, I forget what the name of it's called. Anointed something. Anointed crew. Anointed. It's something. But she got like just small stuff. Hoodies. Um, T-shirts. A um, little bit of merchandise. You know, little things that are engraved with her company logo and all, and all that in there. And um, and yeah, man. It's, uh, it is a... Uh, <laughs> It was good to see it was good to see her doing her thing. It's good to see her doing her thing. I just told her, you know, she's now she's in the process of like trying to find another like she graduated from school and all of that stuff. So she's like on her WNBA co collegiate uh career career path um or international basketball playing career path or whatever and she's about to do all of that. You know, so um but shout out to my entire family, man. It was, it was a great time. It was a great time. It's always good to get up with them, man. We got some characters in my family. You ever get a chance to get be around my family, you will see. You will be entertained, if anything. So, yes, shout out to them for that. Um, And, dang, man, we already 15 minutes in, and I ain't even really get into any type of topic. But, yo, like, I really wanted to kind of touch on this, like, something that kind of, I wouldn't say it was weighing on me, but it was just like, it was something that's festering. <laughs> it was something that was festering, right? Now, I'm being trained. Um, my department over at DTLR is handled by... Um, my department is the allocation, merchandising, planning, buying. Like, I'm a part of that entire team. 
and I'm being trained. Um, and, you know, throughout the, you know how, like, you know how, like, y'all being trained for a new position and, like, in between you learning about the position, you also have the small talk that go on in between. And I don't really care about that part too much. I mean, it kind of does keep the day moving along because you are learning so much and then, like, you don't want your brain to be fried. Um, so the small talk kind of bridges over your your training ses- sessions so that you could get through the training without it being overwhelming, right? So throughout the course of us um, training, and, like, I'm training with, like, five different people, you know, um, three or, well, yeah, about five different people. They just kind of showing me the ropes of what, how it, how things work there and, you know, what I'll be doing in my actual position when I'm within the company and, and those things, right? And we're having general conversation. You know, they find out that I have, like, a, a 12-year-old daughter and, you know, she lives up in, you know, up in PA, um, in the Philly area and everything like that. And they find out my backstory about me living in Atlanta and moving here and, you know, like... Y'all, y'all know I ain't got no problem talking. So like, as soon as they, I don't just, I, I, I don't have no problem talking, but I do have a limit on what I talk about. I can cut off. I'm real good at like letting you know what it is that I would want you to know without oversharing. Um, but you know, that's the thing about being good at that is that that opens up the door for other people to kind of pry and overshare in their lives, and. I don't purposely go around looking for information or looking to um I don't purposely go around like prying into people's business and their you know their their lifestyles and what they do. I kind of just say my piece and I just let you I leave that door open and if you want to close that door, you know, go ahead and close it. But some people stick their foot in the door and they and they and some people just kick the door wide open. <laughs> they just kick that thing open, you know, the little crack in the door, they just kick the whole thing open. And they let you know all of this stuff about their lives or whatever. And this one woman I work with, she's an older woman, which is baffling to me because it was just like, she's like around my mother's age, but she's around my mother's age, but she's a grandmother. And I seen the vast difference in my mom and her. And um, she was telling me basically... You could tell when, like, somebody come from, like, a drama-filled family. My family's not a drama-filled family. We have our—we're a neutrally drama-filled family. So we have just the right amount of drama in our family, but it's not enough to consume and overtake the entire family where you could say our whole entire family's into drama because it's not true. Like, my mom, my immediate family, I wouldn't say we're—we're not a drama-filled—we're not drama-filled at all. We purposely probably avoid it because we just don't need the additional stress when we're trying to figure so many other things out. But you've been with other families and been around other people. Um, And it's other people in our family that, you know, something's always going on with them. But um, you could tell somebody who is like accustomed to so much drama that that's like their it's like a part of their routine. It's almost like waking up in the morning or working out or like it's just a part of their like you eat every morning. They just used to the drama. They used to. So they just expect everything to be even things that's not even a part of their family. Like I'm not a part of this woman's family. Um, But they even expect people on the outside to be filled with drama, yo. Like they even expect, like they they think that everybody's life is like that, and if it's not like that, it's like looked down on or it's like frowned upon. Like, oh, y'all, 
what y'all you you actually get along with your child's mother whoa what you actually like that it's like that you'd be like what like like y'all y'all don't like you probably look for again if you're a part of a drama filled thing all the time and you just every time you go home every time that phone ring it's just something that is just drama filled um you're gonna be looking for that you know what i mean like you're gonna be looking for that even on the outside so you can't your mind can't even register or process things that aren't drama filled you know so we got on a conversation of i was telling i basically told her like when i told her like the situation between me and my my child's mother and like how you know my daughter is her oldest daughter her first daughter and like how we handle christmas you know and we we handle christmas which is public knowledge this ain't nothing i'm oversharing with y'all right now but um the way we handle christmas is very easy like it's very it works for us so um my child's mother and her boyfriend um they have two children right now well four now with the twins they have four children together and he had a uh, he had a, a daughter from his prior um relationship and um of course my my daughter mom had my daughter from when she was dealing with me so we got all these kids now six kids basically my well let's just say it is what it's uh four um it's four without the twins because the twins are in the hospital like i said and for christmas we've been doing it for the past like i would say for like the past like seven years um we've been doing it this way where um you know, I'd come up and I'd probably like spend time with them on Christmas Eve. So it would be me, my child's mother, her boyfriend. If he sometimes he had to work on Christmas Eve and I wouldn't catch him till Christmas morning. So, um, you know, it would be me, my child's mother. Um, most of the time where, you know, if, if he has to work on Christmas Eve, then I will be there. Um, I'll be there regardless. But sometimes he works on Christmas Eve, so he wouldn't be there. Um, and then it'd be us and the kids, you know, and music would be playing boys, the men, let it snow, all of the stuff that, you know, we watching home alone 1000 times and jingle all the way and all the rest of the, you know, a Christmas story and all the rest of the Christmas movies that comes out. They just on repeat in the house and the kids are like making cookies and doing all this stuff. Her mom is usually like cooking, um, on Christmas Eve. Um, so, you know, she'll be in the kitchen a whole lot, like cooking and doing things that she needed to do. I might be playing with like the other kids in another room or whatever or watching or maybe just chill chilling and watching tv and this is just how it is you know people will stop by her the kids grandparents um they'll stop by you know my mom might stop by in a regular world my mom might stop by uh pre-covid you know and drop off whatever it is that she needs to drop off and you know around and around we go and um and you know that it's just become Christmas Day would come and we would uh, it would be all of us together. It would be me, my child's mother, um, Reggie, that's her boyfriend, um, and Reggie's ex-wife would be there, too. Um, she would come because that's their you know, they have their their child usually stays their child. Gia, she usually stays um, Christmas Eve. She stays with the rest of the kids. So they keep well, all the kids are together. All the kids are together. Christmas time come. All the kids are together. They this is how we celebrate the kids. We celebrate the holiday with everybody pretty much together, and it works. 
it works because we ain't got to go around and run around and like try to put the kids together. Like imagine if I celebrated just Christmas over at my mom's house with my daughter and then like just dropped her back off. Like because I'm beefing with her mother. You know what I mean? Long-term beef with her mother. So, like, I can't even, like, and it's just, it, it works. It works. And you, it brought me around to, like, doing what works for you. Like, doing what works for you and yours, you know? To keep the drama at minimum. Because you definitely don't want kids growing up in a drama-filled house. Because all it's going to do is just perpetuate, you know, um, perpetuate that cycle. They're going to grow up and they're going to have kids. And they gonna, their kids, they're going to think that that's how things operate. You know what I mean? That's how things are supposed to be. And the conversation with me and one of the women that are training me, like she was baffled that I could that we could do this. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you be actually over there, and and this is like almost a 60 year old woman, you know? What I mean, with grandkids, you know, like, and she was just like, you you be over there, and like they let you like chill and just be around, and you know, and I'm looking at her like, what? <laughs> Like, what? What are you talking about? Yes. Like, I was like, and even one of the other ladies that was like helping out with the training was looking at her like, yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Like, if it's not even about being mature at this point, it's about just what are y'all doing for the kids? You know what I mean? Like, how are y'all being around the kids at this point? So with me, I was just like, you know what? I might give this, I might give this episode to y'all today. Y'all probably need something to listen to anyway. I might give this episode to y'all today. And then just come up with something else uh, tomorrow to talk about. But, but yeah, um, it's crazy what maturity does for people. Like, and it's crazy what immaturity does. Like, imagine you sitting around beefing with your with your grandkids, mothers, um, you know, and fathers and stuff like that. You beefing with them, like, and this is like a regular thing to you. And like, you rolling your eyes and turning yourself like when people figure it out and got things going well for them like you you turning up your nose and you you know what i mean like you like you can't believe that it can even be possible because you think that some drama is going to be started or you think that like you think you think something crazy is going to happen you know what i mean because you're so used to crazy things happening and you're trying to keep things to a minimum there so like your way of doing that it's totally different from mine. I don't have to worry about nothing drama feel like I ain't it's not going to be no fight between me and my child's um mother's boyfriend or or a fight between her and and my you know and and her her boyfriend's ex um her ex you know her ex-girlfriend or his ex-wife actually at this point that they were married. So like um it, it's not going to be any fight or anything like that. Like we don't have to worry about that. For what? Like, what are we worrying about any of that for? All of this stuff is for the kids. And, you know, I didn't even think about any of this until, again, we was having a small talk conversation. And she told us, this is the lady that was training me. One of the ladies that was training is like she when she like turned up her nose, like, oh, this is this is baffling to me. Like, y'all can actually be all together. And I'm like, yeah, we can. I, I, I promise you, I did not think I haven't thought about any of this, you know, um probably throughout the course of my daughter's entire life. I haven't really thought about having this weird drama filled thing happen between like all of us over here on our end and having to deal with that every Christmas and every holiday and every birthday. I knew when I wasn't going to go forth with 
any type of relationship with my daughter's mother that I need to be prepared for anything else that would come. You know, um, she's going to deal with another man at some point. She's going to deal, you know, and even procreate and, you know, maybe even get married and stuff like that. And what do I, what do I look like bringing my drama to that? You know what I mean? And having my daughter witness me in a different light. Like, when I curse, my daughter would be like, Dad, you cursed. And I'd be laughing like, <laughs> like, my daughter looks at me totally different. And I got to apologize to her, you know, um, when I'm a little excited. And some curse words do fly. Um, a lot of people would be, like, shocked when they hear that I curse. But because they don't. But it really, it's really when I'm extremely stressed, which is rare. And when I'm in, when I'm excited, which is pretty much all the time um, for different things, you'll hear a curse word or two fly or from telling y'all a story. And I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get y'all to feel the verb through this podcast episode. Um, I'll curse. I curse when it's stressed on a nerve, <laughs> you know. Um, so, but yeah, my daughter be like, Dad, you curse like I like she'll hear one curse word like and it's something small like ass or something like that. Oh, Dad, you cursed. <laughs> And I got to apologize to her. Um, but yes, yes, yes. Uh, it just, it's mind boggling to me um, when it's mind boggling to me when, you know, when I had to, it was mind boggling when I heard her say that. Um, and I'm speaking in regards to the, the woman I'm training with now at work. And for, I'm like at her big age, yo, she's like, close to 60 years old thinking like this and then i thought to myself like like grandmoms are like actually 60 years old now remember when grandmoms was like 80 yo they grandmoms was like mad old back in the day like my grandmom my mother's mom when she passed away i want to say she was in her late 70s or maybe even her her early 80s i don't have to get that information um and retain it but I want to say she was in her late 70s early 80s like we come from a different age where like the grandmoms be like in their 50s yo and her kids are possibly heading to their 30s and then they have kids and their kids are like in their either teens or like right or like their preteens so it's different like even with her like when i had the conversation with with this woman i'm training with um even her when i said um what did i say to her I said, yo, like, you view things totally different because you're a younger grandmother. Like, she refers to herself as old. And I'm like, you're not, you're, technically, you're not old. You're in your 50s still. You're in your 50s still. And you, you're still holding, like, I didn't tell this to her, but, like, I could just tell by her appearance. I'm like, you still trying to hold on to, like, your youthfulness. Like, instead of just aging gracefully, like, you're, like. You you trying to hold on to your youthfulness? You can just tell by your appearance. You can you're trying to hold on to this. You're trying to hold on to like your 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 late twenties and early thirties. The your look back then. You're trying to hold on to that. You you classify yourself as old when you're around us, but like mentally you're not there yet. You don't want to accept that yet. Like you kind of like you know. Um, you remember when Usher was going through that phase where like he over here doing. He doing songs with like Zaytoven and stuff like that. He had like a whole trap album. This is Usher we talking about. Like Usher probably, Usher is probably in his what forties probably now. Usher should be, his music should be aging with him. You know what I mean? Like he shouldn't be trying to do like listen to like he 
he basically shouldn't be with like the younger crowd, like trying to do what the younger crowd is doing. Like your your fan base has grown with you. The younger kids, they listening to LMA and all of them cats. Like, so they not listening to you as much. You know what I mean? Now you could probably do a song where it might appeal to them, but like your overall audience has grown with you. We all close to your age, bro. So like you should be mentally, you should be, you should be, you know, um, progressing mentally um in that same way so and it will reflect in your music but i ain't gonna go on no music tangent it's already 32 minutes in right now um but yes 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 like it's the same thing with like people that you run into like yo this lady's like heading to her 60s you would think that like me telling her the story or me telling her like how we operate would be a normal thing for her but like she probably again if you come from a drama filled just environment you can't really process when something like this is going on, you can't do it. Like you be, you can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. So you, you be looking around like, yo, I, it's weird to you when someone else does it because it's not possible for you. Um, at least not right now. It's not. And she going to be one of those older great grandmoms, older great grandmoms. Well, actually she's going to be a young great grandmom probably. Um, if depending on when her grandchildren decide to start having kids um she'll still be relatively young um and great grandmom's age because great grandmoms usually be like back in the day great grandmoms be like heading to like 100 years old you know um they be in there like their 90s when you run into your great grandma i don't have any grandparents on any on i don't have any great grandparents or any grandparents on both my biological or my um on my adopted side and um but i do remember my great grandma pearl rest in peace to her and um i do remember like some of my other grandparents i remember my grandma jerry i remember my grandma peanut my grandma uh, my grandma sam like um i remember i remember those uh i remember those people and like i think about like how they thought and like how they used to function and they used to function like grandparents did you know what i mean like they didn't care about this woman is like in her, the one that's training me, like I said, she's like in her like late fifties. So like she's growing up in a technology age. Like she got an iPhone and she got an Instagram page and Facebook and all of that stuff. And she probably getting tied up in all types of wild stuff on those sites all the time. You know what I mean? All up in people's conversations and weird stuff is going on because again, she probably grew up in a drama filled family. So in a drama filled environment. So everything that she does is going to be tied to some type of drama at some point. And she won't admit that. Like most people that are drama filled and like in all of that, they don't admit that at all. They swear that those are the first people that they the first people to buy the drama free T-shirt from from Rainbow <laughs> Rue 21 or Forever 21 or whatever. Like they the first one to buy the, uh, you know, those type of T-shirts drama free. Stay away from me T-shirt, you know, and they'll wear that with they, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, she's she's probably um. She's probably like that. And so she won't be able to process when things are not drama filled. She won't to her. That's like foreign, you know, but anyway, I didn't give y'all 35 minutes. Um, I'm going to give y'all this joint today. Um, like maybe y'all are cleaning up or need something to listen to or whatever. Y'all decide that y'all want to listen to me talk about partially my Christmas and this situation at work. Um, y'all got something to listen to now. So. Yeah, this is a good place to cut it off, man. It's a good place to cut cut this whole thing off. 
listen, I hope y'all have happy holidays. Um, we approaching the new year, man. It's been a rough one on your us, y'all. But like, yo, I need y'all to finish strong. I need y'all to finish strong. Find a way to finish strong. Find something to do that will lead to y'all finishing strong, man. Because there's no way that we can go into 2020 on a half bet. Um, on a half bet that, you know, that 80% of the year is just trash. I, I refuse to believe that. 2020 was a complete debacle for me because um, I had so many great things. If you sit back, I had so many great things happen to me this year. So, like, I don't even think about, like, all of the bad things that's happened um, because I had so many great things happen. And I had so many great things happen for, uh, for people around me. Like, people around me definitely was making moves and doing whatever it is that they needed to do regardless of the pandemic. So I can't even think on the level of, of uh, negativity when it came to this year. But I need y'all. We got, like, a, what, a week left? Not even a week. We got like less than a week. Uh, New Year's is what? Friday? 2020. 21 is upon us. It's right here on Friday. Um, so I need y'all to just figure out a way to finish the week strong. Do something that. Do something that will lead into your new year. Um, maybe get a, a healthy habit or something like that uh, up and start it. And that can, maybe that might jumpstart the rest of the stuff that you need. But anyway, this is the Tired of Talking podcast. I ain't, did I even introduce myself? Oh my goodness, how rude of me! I guess I gotta say it twice. This is the Tired of Talking podcast. I'm your host Jordan, and um, this is the Tired of Talking podcast. <laughs> I'm your host Jordan, and um, I will see y'all on the other side. Peace.